Hey guys, William Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to episode 48 of the Confident Improviser podcast. Today, we are talking about these huge chord blues piano tritone substitutions. So as we were talking about in episode 47, we were talking about the tritone substitutions and how to add them to the blues. Today, I'm gonna to show you how to uh, create these big chords. Now, there are a, a couple of lessons I'd like to suggest that you take a look at. First of all, take a look at uh, Jazz Piano Daily lesson number 34 and also lesson number three. All right, lesson number three goes through the uh, rootless chord. Uh, uh, episode number 34 goes through the big uh, chords like we're doing right here, along with the bell tone. Now, if you have not seen the Jazz Piano Daily Lessons, just go and just do a search for Jazz Edge on YouTube. You'll see the Jazz Edge channel. And then once you go to the channel, you'll see this top playlist, the Jazz uh, Piano Daily playlist. Just go ahead through and you'll see them right there. So you see the lesson number three is the dominant chord explained, and then number 34 is the big chords, all right? So I'm going to explain these chords um, just a, a, in a very basic way, but if you want some more explanation of them, like I said, go back to lesson three and 34 from Jazz Piano Daily. So in the left hand, I'm playing my rootless C7 chord voicing, okay? Uh, first of all, let's, let's clear up a little bit of mystery here. I see that, uh, you know, some people online, they start to call this like a C9 or a C13. Here's the reality is that as jazz musicians, a lot of times we will just write this as C7 and we will naturally add in the 9 and 13 to these voicings. So uh, I write them as C7 because I don't want you to get confused thinking that, oh, it has to be written as C13 in order for you to see this voicing. That's not true. You could see C7 and as a jazz musician, you could say, hey, look, I'm gonna add in the 9, I'm gonna add in the 13. All right, uh, so those nine and 13, those tensions are natural tensions to add on a dominant seventh chord, regardless of whether or not that chord symbol says C7, C9, or C13. You might see all three versions of that chord voicing, all right? So here's C7, rootless chord voicing. Here's the third and the seventh in the left hand. That's E and B flat. I'm squeezing the 13th right in there, the A, and then playing the ninth, which is D with my thumb. In the right hand, I'm playing these bell chords. Let's take out that middle note and let's just take a look at the outside notes here, first of all. You'll see that these outside notes are what? It is the G and the G, right? And that's just building right off the fifth of the chord, okay? So, we've already talked about this rhythm in the previous podcast episode, so you can go back to uh, episode 47 if you need help with the rhythm, all right? And then all I'm doing here is in, uh, in the middle, I'm throwing in the ninth. Does it have to be the ninth? No, I could do the third. I could do the root. Notice I'm picking a chord tone or a tension. I'm not gonna throw in flat nine, say, why? Because it's gonna conflict with a natural nine. That's not gonna sound good, right? I'm not gonna throw in sharp nine either, because that's gonna sound like garbage, right? So instead I'll put in the nine, might throw in the five. You might say, hey Willie, can I do the 13 instead of the five? Yeah, you bet. That sounds great. You can even move back and forth like this, right? So this right hand, these, these bell tones up here, you have many different options of what you can do. The main thing though that kind of gives it that bell tone feel is that outside octave. Does it have to always be an octave? No. Could I do something like that in which I'm playing the fifth and the third, G and E here? Yeah, sure, I could do that as well. But if you really want to kind of get that bell tone feel, it's really that octave, right? All right, so 
There's the first voicing, C7. Okay, let's now move on to the G flat 7 chord right here. Again, remember, I write the G flat 7 on beat 4, but it's anticipated. Some people might write it on the anticipation. Oftentimes you'll see it right on the beat and it won't be written on, on the anticipation. So just know that you might see that both ways as well. So C7, G flat 7, I have E natural here. Uh, technically, I could also call this F flat as well. I kept it as the E, I figured it would make it a little bit easier for you to read. A flat is the ninth, B flat is the third, and then E flat up top here is my 13th. My bell tones, nine, 13, nine, okay? Notice, I did not do the same pattern. Remember before I was doing the fifth, the ninth, and the fifth? Why did I not go there? Because I don't want to have to go from here and then have to come all the way down here and oh, I hit a wrong note when I come to that F7 chord. So instead I just literally went up a half step from where that F7 chord is, right? So there's the F7 chord coming up right there, okay? There's F7, again, rootless chord, along with nine, 13, and nine in the right hand, and I just moved up a half step and then resolving down to the F7, okay? Let's do the same thing for D flat seven, okay? D flat seven right over here, okay? D flat seven, I have my third, my 13th, my seventh, and my ninth, okay? So that is uh, F natural, B flat, C flat, and E flat. In the right hand, I'm playing A flat, uh, E flat, and A flat. That's the fifth, the ninth, and the fifth, okay? And then of course, that resolves nicely on down to my C seven chord right here. All right, so now let's move on to the A flat seven chord. A flat seven, G flat, B flat, C and F. Again, that's seven, nine, three, 13. In the right hand, I'm playing B flat, F, B flat, nine, 13, nine. Why did I do that? Because again, I'm sliding down to the G seven in which I'm playing the nine, the 13 and the nine. So rather than going nine, five and then having to come down with these, but then go up with that, it might be confusing. So instead I just kept the exact same structure to the chord, just moving down by a half step. So A flat down the G is just moving down a half step. Guess what? The G flat is moving down a half step as well. And when I get to the F, I'm moving down yet another half step. Hey, what would be a nice thing to practice here? All right, well, let me show you. Here's a great practice routine right here. Do this, do the A flat, the G, the G flat, all the way up to the F. So that gives you A flat, G, G flat, F. Let me play the right hand up an octave just so you can see the separation. A flat, G, G flat, F. Cool sounding chords, big sounding chords. Check out what else you could do. See, I could throw a little grace note in there. I'm not gonna do it on the G flat because I can't really you know, slide up like that. It's not all that comfortable, okay? But then when I get to the F, I could do it again on that one. So on the F and on, and on the G, I could throw in that grace note. Just a little sidebar on the C as well. You could throw in that grace note if you want. Okay, so, sorry, A flat, G, G flat, F. So I just practiced that. That's a killer sound, right? You can't beat that sound. It's a great sound. And then we go back to the D flat seven chord again, and then finally back to the C seven, and then back to the D flat seven. Okay. 
All right, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to go through and I'm going to play it slowly for you along with the band. We're going to do it at 110, and then we're going to actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start at 100, and then we'll go up to 110. All right, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to make this music uh, small so that you can have a, a fighting chance of being able to see most of it, at least on the screen. Okay, what I'd like you to do though is if you want to get this music, right, go back to jazzedge.com slash tritone or just take a look at the card that popped up on the YouTube video in the top right and then you could follow that link back there as well. All right, so let's, uh, let's try playing this along with the band. Here we go, 100 beats per minute. See how I'm throwing the grace note in? I don't have to do that every time. Whoops. Let me do that again. I'm here talking and make a mistake here. All right, let's do it again. Here we go. G7. end on the one chord. So we're not going to end on D flat. It's not going to sound resolved. And so we end on this C. You can kind of kind of play around with that bell tone as well. Kind of arpeggiate it up if you want as an ending. All right. So now that was at 100. Let's bring this up to 120 and let's do this together. Remember, start with just the right hand if you want to. And also remember, like I said in the beginning, you could take out that middle note if you just want. Start with the G, right, in the right hand. So just do the outside notes to get started. Remember, there's no shame in just starting with one hand, just trying to get down the rhythm. Remember, every time you practice something wrong, you're getting better at playing it wrong, okay? So you want to go slow, and you want to play it right as much as you can. So if that means you have to go super slow in order to get all of those chords and all of those notes right, you're way better to do that than to play it fast and be making mistakes all over the place. Because every time you make a mistake and you play it wrong, you're teaching your hands the wrong position to play. All right? So go slow. All right, here we go. So what I'm going to do for you right now is I'm going to play each of the chords one time and I'm just going to hold it down so you can see the chord, so you can grab those notes. C7, right? I'll spell the notes in case you're listening on the podcast and you can kind of uh, pause the podcast if you want and see if you can figure out the notes on your own. All right, so here we go. C7, left hand, I'm playing E, A, B flat, D, and the right hand I'm playing G, D, and G. G flat 7, left hand, I'm playing E which is also F flat to be enharmonically correct, but we can call it E. A flat, B flat, E flat, left hand. Right hand, I'm playing A flat, E flat, A flat. And then F7. Left hand, I'm playing E flat, G, A, and D. And the right hand, I'm playing G, D, and G. The D flat seven chord, right? Uh, and left hand, I'm playing F, B flat, C flat, or B natural, 
E flat. Right hand, I'm playing A flat, E flat, A flat. Okay? A flat seven chord. Left hand, G flat, B flat, C, and F. Right hand, B flat, F, and B flat. And all the other chords we've already done, the G7, the G flat, and the F7. All right, so that's it for this lesson. Uh, uh, another couple of pointers for you. Uh, the left hand, let's say that, you know, you can get the bell tones in the right hand, but the left hand's like, oh man, Willie, these, these rootless chords are killing me right now. I just can't do them. Well, remember in episode 47, we did the shells. Hmm, what would happen if you played the shells in the left hand along with the bell tone in the right hand? Well, let's take a listen. So you can hear the shells in the left hand along with the bell tones sounds absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. Let's say that, okay, I can do the shells in the left hand, I can do the bell tone in the right hand, but I'm still having trouble getting down the rootless chords in the left hand. Well, try just doing the guide tones in the left hand. So that would be C7. It's the E and the B flat. F7 is the uh, E flat and the A. So C7, right? And remember, when I go to the G flat, it's the same guide tones. Right? There's my G flat 7, still in E and B flat. And I move down to F7. If you need help with the guide tones, just go back to the uh, other uh, uh, podcast episodes I did, 44, 45, 46. We were talking about the tritones, and then uh, there's some exercises in those lessons, which would be good to kind of help you get down those guide tones. All right, so anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Like I said, if you'd like to grab this sheet music, it is absolutely free of charge. Just go back to jazzedge.com slash tritone. Uh, also, uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel, right, uh, and get updates. Uh, the YouTube channel, just do a search for the word jazzedge. If you like the video, do me a favor, subscribe to the channel, like the video, turn on notifications, and leave a comment. Let me know what questions you have because guess what? These podcast episodes, Jazz Piano Daily, a lot of this, I'm basing this off of the comments that I get on the YouTube channel. So if you want to, uh, you know, if you have questions uh, that I can answer, ask it, write a comment on the YouTube channel, and then that might uh, end up being a future lesson. All right. So uh, go back to Jazz Piano Daily if you're interested in those uh, daily jazz piano lessons. That's it for me, guys. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.